The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. G. Cobb with you on uh, voiceamerica.com and joined by my co-host, uh, Micah Warren. And, of course, this is an exciting time of the of the football season, it's not the time for the quote-unquote season, but it's very important time, some very important things going on because you got the, the draft that took place and you got uh, a lot of teams working out uh, with their new players, and that's what you got going on in Philadelphia. And I want to welcome you to the show. How are you doing, Micah? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Jay? Uh, I am doing great, doing great. i uh, been up, uh, you know, today uh, checking out the Eagles and their, um, their draft picks. And so we'll get a chance to talk about all that. I want to make sure that um, that uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, anybody wants to call in, wants to get questions and everything, uh, we'll be available for that. But um, uh, we definitely uh, have got an exciting time, really, uh, with, uh, you know, the Eagles and everything that's going on in that. So what did you think, um, you know, what, what do you think of the the whole draft? And uh, uh, even though you know we um, we really haven't gotten together to talk about that, and how, how did you feel about the draft, Michael? What did you think of what, what everything that went on? Well, you know, first things first. Based on the fact that obviously we know nothing about these guys yet, not, nobody's played. But that said, it looked to me like I guess this draft had to be pretty weak. It got pretty obvious that third and fourth round, you know, Andy Reid wanted no part of picking any player. Um, there was a big hole between McCoy and Ingram. Um, so I think he did the right thing because he didn't have a ton of picks for next year. So he just kept trading down, trading down, and stockpiling picks for next year. Obviously, he used two-fifths on Ellis Hobbs. you got, you got to like Macklin for, for value. Macklin and McCoy for value are awesome. You know, Macklin was predicted. Most people had him going to the Raiders at seven, not thinking that the Raiders are the Raiders and they're going to take a speed guy with, <laughs> with not a ton of receiving skills at seven. So he just started to slide. And you know what's funny? When Mike Mayock said that, I was watching NFL Network, the Eagles jumped ahead of the Lions, and you think it's got to be Pettigrew. It has to be Pettigrew because that's, you know, the Lions are taking another receiver. And he, they took Macklin, I thought, I totally forgot about him. And that's the same thing Mike Mayock said. He's, oh my, he's like, I totally forgot. It's right, Macklin. He had fallen so far. So, I mean, to get him in 19, you've got to like that. They stayed put in the second round, and they were able to get McCoy. I've, I've said this before. I said this on gcob.com. I don't, I don't know if I love McCoy, um, but we'll see. Again, I'm wrong on this stuff all the time, so who knows? You know, I worry about him a little bit, but I still think they got good value for where they got him. And then you look at Cornelius Ingram. I mean, supposedly this guy was the best athlete on the entire team. That's saying something when you went to the University of Florida. You know, that's not a small community college. I mean, to get him in the fifth round, I know he can't, he's coming off the knee injury, 
But, man, that's, that's real, real value. And then when you add in, you got Jason Peters, like a couple of fifth-rounders get you Ellis Hobbs, who's uh, is not great, but he's a starting-caliber player. Um, you got you got to like this draft. They really they they really help themselves, I think. Well, you know uh, the uh, you know I definitely think that uh, you know they made some good moves. I thought they made some serious moves. Now now to see you know how all of this is. Uh, how all of this is going to work out for them, you know, that, that's, the, uh, that's the big thing, you know. Um, you know are they going to be able to, to, uh, to make it happen and everything? Now, uh, I, I got a chance to see some of the guys today. You know, they worked out today. I tell you, as of right now, the guy that shined the most has been uh, Ingram. I mean, really, In- Ingram is a specimen, man. Uh, he was killing them in the one-on-one drills. Uh, he must have caught... 30 balls. I mean, that's how many passes he was catching up there. Um, Who was guarding him? Anybody? Like, well, what was you know, the, like? uh, the different safeties uh, trying, to, uh, trying to check him. and uh, Mainly, you know, he's working against the linebackers in the zones and all that type of stuff. What you're going to see during the season. Hmm. And, um, you know, he, he's outstanding. And so uh, uh, he, he really really looked good. Uh, you know, Andy was really um, – uh, coaching them a lot and everything. And now with Macklin, then this is what I knew. Macklin's got a lot to learn when it comes to running routes, uh, right. especially against, you know, um, you know the, the marquee-type talent. And, uh, you know, because he really hasn't been doing that. A lot of things they do in that offense, uh, they're not really, you know, running routes like on a, on a pro level. So that's where, um, you know, they've they got some adjustments to make, you know. Uh, he's got some getting ready to get, you know, some, 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 uh, some real preparations to make with regards to that. Uh, he, he is bigger than I thought he was. He's got very good size. Uh, he's got speed. Um, uh, just that right now uh, they're not going to be able to rely on him uh, being what Deshaun Jackson was last year because he's, he's, not, he's not Deshaun Jackson when it comes to just pure out there running routes and everything. But I think there's certain things that he's going to be able to do. He can get deep. You see he's got deep speed, uh, and he's got some size, and he catches everything that's around him. So from that standpoint, uh, you know, it's going to be a progress type of thing where he's got to learn how to, um, how to run the routes and, uh, and, and do all those type of things. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, they have uh, Sean Andrews working at right tackle. Right. Uh, they've got um, uh, uh, Nick Cole working at right guard. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, you know, I didn't know all of this, but you know, Curtis had um, uh, sports hernia surgery. You know. The second surgery is as part. He had the first part last year, and this was kind of the second part. Uh, this is the second part. Uh, you know, and this came out of nowhere, and everybody was surprised at that. But um, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, so you also had uh, Todd Harriman's wasn't there. He. Getting his knee cleaned out. He's gotten a scope. Um, let's see what else you got. Um, uh, Matt Schobel got a hamstring and everything, and he he might be stretching a hamstring for the rest of his life, really. You know, <laughs> with uh, <laughs> so you know those, those are the kind of things. But uh, that's that's early. Now you can't just get up and and, and take that and say, well, you know, um, you know, that's it. Um, you know, you're going to just, you know, um, 
kind of put the whole thing to bed based on these workouts. No, you can't go by that because, you know, they, these are just workouts in in, uh, in pads, and they were doing a lot of one-on-ones and things. Uh, so, but, you, you know, but a lot of that I can tell, you know, where guys are at and that sort of thing. And so that's where you can see that, that uh, Macklin has got a way, ways to go when it comes to just going out, just like going out running one-on-one routes with these guys, um, you know, uh, because he, he's got the size, and you really – you know, seeing him, you realize he's the ideal guy from a size standpoint because he, he, he's, he's just about as big as Reggie Brown. Um, and that um, from a speed standpoint and youth and all that, you know, if you get a guy with that type of speed uh, that he does give you the deep threat and that, um, you know, uh, they just got to work with him. And, but, uh, you know, you see that they really got some exciting talent up there because you got, you know, Ingram – and uh, you got Weaver running routes uh, right away. They're running routes with Weaver going up the middle, uh, uh, running out, coming out on routes and stuff. And that's why you're going to you're going to see the Eagles trying to get everybody out on routes. And uh, and uh, we'll see how things work out. Uh, but uh, you know, Andrews looked good over there at that right tackle. Uh, of course, his brother is there. You figure you'd have the taller one outside, but I don't know uh, between Sean and his brother. Uh, we'll see what happens, but. Um, you know that's what they have going on so far. They got the, they got Sean out there at that right tackle spot. So uh, if nothing else, if if, uh, if Stacy winds up coming in and taking that tackle spot, you know, uh, and you know why guys want to play the tackle position. More dough. Uh, that's right. They call it more money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Because uh, Andy said that both uh, Sean and Todd Harriman's wanted to play outside. You know. And, uh, you know, uh, somebody said, well, why do they want to play outside so bad? Well, it's called my money. Yeah, not personal. <laughs> Nothing personal, but just, you know, more money. So, um, but we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, it was, it was a good time and everything. Now, um, so what, what did you, uh, what's your whole thinking, though, uh, going forward with regards to, um, how fast do you push, push these guys? Uh, what's your thinking on that, Micah? I mean, you see the way Deshaun came through, uh, you know, last year. Uh, but, um, you know, how, how much do you push these guys this year? I think as much as they can. I mean, I think Andy Reid has learned. And I don't know if it was the 2007 Giants draft class that really opened his eyes and maybe opened a lot of the league's eyes as to what he can do. Uh, Deshaun, he's special, though. You know, we, we watched him in training camp last year. And, man, he just looked like a, a receiver. Not just a little fast guy. He looked like a legitimate receiver the way he ran his roots, the way he caught the ball. That's rare to come in and be able to do that. You work him in as much as they can handle in the sense that if they can't handle a full playbook for, let's say, a given week, I think you have to still put some packages in for guys like Macklin and Ingram um, that have, they just have, they have game-breaking talent. They've got so I think you have to get them on the field. Now, can you feature them and make them you know, the focal point of the offense? No, probably not. And like you said, you know, Macklin's going to need help running I don't, I don't know about you, G. I did not see that problem with Deshaun last year. He he just looked so smooth. And from what you're telling me, from what you saw, that's not exactly how Macklin looks running his roots. No, he's, he's and, not on the same level because you know he didn't didn't work in that offense. He uh, did not uh, didn't have the same kind of tutelage. Uh, so uh, you know he, he he's not uh, he's not at that point uh, just yet. And but he has uh, that you can't leave him on the bench. No, no, you got you got to. You got to put him on the field, and I, I think Andy has in the past. He's shown me that he's pretty good 
at uh, knowing how to work guys in there. So uh, more so now than before. But say what if it was two thousand three or something like that, Macklin might not see you know the field for two years. Okay, so we'll continue on G Cobb in the house, um, and we'll continue talking about the Eagles, about the draft, and about you know, the players they've got on board. We'll be back with you in a moment. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're not facing your mortgage issues, this can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like Lowest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. No obligation consultation. Nor will we brag about our Huge selection. Enormous variety. One-stop shopping. Everything under one roof. Or promise. Prices reduced up to 75%. A sale like this can't go on forever. Factory liquidation. Financing options available. We will offer no contingencies like See store for details. Prices and participation may vary. Legal exclusions apply. No purchase necessary. We'll try to convince you that our product will give you cleaner, tighter abs in minutes. Perfect smile. Porcelain veneers. Freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. Hey, Cobb, back with you, and joined by my co-host, Michael Warren, and we're taking a look at the, uh, the post-draft, uh, the NFL, the post-draft. Now, now looking, and you see, we know what the Eagles did and everything. Now, uh, let's, let's take a look at the uh, NFC East and, and, and what all happened draft-wise. Uh, of course, the Eagles, I thought they had a great draft. Uh, what do you think of the Giants? I, you know, I thought that the Cowboys were horrific with what they did. Yeah. Well, what do you think of the the the, uh, the Giants, the Redskins, and the Cowboys in regards to their drafts? I think the Giants had the second best draft. Getting Hakeem Nix, uh, I just watching him play. He's a guy that goes up and gets the ball, and I think that's what Eli needs. Um, I saw that linebacker Sinton is right now scheduled to start on the strong side. That's that's a big deal. That sends Danny Clark to a reserve role. Uh, then they got this. Was it Ramsey's Barden? Now, gee, I know you got to like him because he's six six. Like James Hardy last year because six six comes to the ballpark every day. It doesn't matter. I mean, just height is something that you're always going to have. So you know they missed Plaxico. They went two receivers. Um, so yeah, you got to like what the Giants did. Overall, because <laughs> the Eagles, you can't compare the draft of like a Giants and the Eagles to say like the Lions, who have so many holes. You know, the draft has come something completely different to them. Whereas the Giants and the Eagles are kind of just fill in here and there because they're already kind of there. The Redskins. <laughs> I guess the, they got value with the Rock Poe at 13. Uh, he was scheduled to go pretty high. I mean, he was a, a defensive end, outside linebacker, and 3-4 tweener type guy. Um, but some of the, the third bounce they took already was criticizing Fred Smoot uh, on draft day, saying he's getting older. And that, Fred Smoot did not appreciate that, so he fired back at him saying, I don't even know who you are. So good pick there and picking a guy that can't keep his mouth shut. And their fifth round pick can't keep his mouth shut either. Because he was suspended for three games, the last three games at Nebraska, and asked him why on draft day. He said, "Well, it was for scalping tickets." And then the people at Nebraska's um, at, at Nebraska said, "We don't know anything about that." Yeah. So he admitted, he admitted he lied about that. So you know what? Again, is, is it a huge deal? Maybe not. But with the Redskins, it is. They're always doing weird things. Day. Why can't they just draft decent players? So the, I don't know. They always baffle me. Um, and I guess their draft is going to depend on a rock poke because they could really use the pass rush, um, especially when you consider he's going to have Mr. Hainsworth occupying quite some time or uh, quite some um, people paying attention to him. He's going to be left alone a little more with Hainsworth there. And yeah, the Cowboys, see, uh, i got to agree you know, with you. I don't know what, I don't know what really go down there and really make a, uh, a lot of hay down there because, you know, you got Hainsworth inside. You know, I'm getting a lot of attention uh, because you just cannot – have a uh, a guy um, free inside. You know, you just you can't run your offense if there's a defensive tackle that's coming free. Now you can get the get rid of the ball if a defensive end uh, is beating his man. <laughs> but if if there's a defensive tackle beating his man constantly, you can't. It's almost just can't even run. You can't run or pass almost because you know you need some room to hand the ball off. You need some room to at least let the guy throw the ball. And uh, if somebody's just coming through the middle free, you know, it almost makes you where your your offense just can't be run. So, uh, oh, I agree that's too. A problem. 
Now, now tell me about, you know, the, uh, okay, uh, you got, we got to go to the Cowboys. What's going on down there? Gee, I don't know. I mean, they, had, they, had a, they didn't have a first-round pick because, remember, they traded for Roy Williams. So if you want to look at their draft, I guess part of that is acquiring Roy Williams. Second-round pick, they traded down. I mean, I'm starting to think that nobody really like these mid-round picks or this draft because I saw a lot of people trading down. Yeah, well, well, you know, uh, a lot of people regarded them that they were no different than the guys further down at the fifth spot, that you basically, once you got through the first part, uh, through that first round, that a lot of the guys in the second round, and, and especially in the third round, really, the third round to the fifth round were the same guys, really. So, right, and Andy I, that, that was much. the shouting part of it, you know. Right. Now, for a Cowboys team, that they're just showing more and more holes, it seems. I just think they're heading in a different direction, G. I would love to get your take. Do you see the Cowboys as an improved team? I mean, you've told me before in the last couple of months that you just are not digging the Cowboys. I, I'm not feeling them at all. You know, I, and I don't think that uh, – I don't, I don't see them doing much. I mean, I'm, I'm not impressed. I'm not a big Roy Williams guy. I know. I, I know. Yeah, we, we talked about this. I like you know, Roy more than and, you. And uh, we'll see what happens with him. And, and – and he's, he's got to really step up and take over. He has got to be a dominant player for them to really, you know, to be, to be a great team because, you know, you look at the other guys, the other receivers, they're not dominant receivers. Uh, you do have, um, of course, you know, great tight end. But, uh, you know, the, one of the, big, the big thing to me is that that line wasn't playing as well as they had played in the past. That's the thing. They've got to be blowing some holes open. They've got to be able to run the ball. If they're not able to run the ball, then that puts even more pressure on Romo in their passing attack. And um, so far, I don't think he's been up to it. You know, I mean, maybe you see something else. I, you know, I, that's what I think. Gee, I, I think I agree with you. And, and I like Romo more than other people, especially in Dallas. Boy, they're hard on him. Uh, but what I thought was interesting, in the fourth round, they grabbed a quarterback, which is kind of a – it's not the same as taking one in the first or second half statement. But it's kind of high enough that you think maybe if you don't love Romo in the next year or two, maybe this guy can do it. I just thought it was an interesting place for them to take a quarterback, um, considering, like you said, Romo has been inconsistent. I still like him. I still think he's a, he's a good quarterback. But, man, when it comes time to get it done, this is just Romo. End of the year, when it's time to get it done, the Cowboys just fall to pieces. They absolutely fall to pieces. That came against the Eagles last year with a disgrace, absolute disgrace. And that's on Romo. Yeah, well, you know, to have them roll over like they did, you know, um, uh, that that's just amazing uh, that they they would roll over in a big game where you know if you don't win the game, that's one thing, but to basically, you know, just quit. Uh, that that's what you know. Yeah, Roy Williams especially. You see some of the routes he was running. Come on. Yeah, I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't really, you know, checking them out, you know. Um, I wasn't really, you know, looking at it very closely. So uh, to, to, to find that out, that, you know, they just basically, you know. But I, I did see them just, I, I thought that as a team, you know, they packed it in. Completely packed it in. And I don't see that they got that much better this year. So I'll ask you, right now, would you take the Giants or the Eagles if you're picking the NFC East? Well, you know, that, that's a toss-up. I mean, it's, the Giants are good. I, the, the Giants still need something, though. Uh, you know, with the fact that the Eagles beat them the last couple of times and, you know, they bring in Weaver, uh, you know, they've done some other things. I mean, I, I like the Eagles' chances, but, uh, you know, the Giants are a very good team. Of course, you get got you, uh, human Euro back. Yep. You know, 
you got you manure on one side and a Justin Talking Tuck on the Newton. other. I think that's the best pair of, of uh, defensive ends in the league. I, I can't think of anybody better than those two. No, you're probably right. I don't, I'm not in love with their tackles, but it doesn't seem to matter, especially if they're down. They put Tuck in there, and now you've got Kiwanuka Tuck and OCU Manura coming at you. Yeah. And no. they, just, they, they just hide so many holes in their defense with that dominant defensive line. Well, they work. that's their thinking. You know, uh, you can see they realize, you know, the importance of it, and they, uh, uh, they know that those guys are getting to the, to the quarterback. It, it doesn't matter who's back there. You know, they're going to be running for their lives, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so. And they added, they added Bowley from Atlanta, the linebacker, Michael Bowley. I think that's a good pickup, despite a few off-field problems. I think he's a good player. Because um, their linebackers haven't been they're, they're not really great. I like Antonio Pierce, but he's getting towards it. You know, Danny yeah, Clark, yeah. some of these other guys, they're just kind of, okay. And, and really, if you're dominant up front, you know, they don't have to be great. Exactly. I mean, look at this. A lot of times, they're, 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 you know, you uh, you got these guys uh, making tackles on people that are in vulnerable positions, where you you know you you cleared away the the blocking, and you got a guy running out there with no blockers. I mean, they, you, you tend to be able to find guys that can make tackles when guys are coming out there with no blockers. So that's what Gaither needs. Put Gaither in that system. He'll be a he'll be a pro bowler. Yeah, well, I, I think I think some of Gates' problem though is the fact he didn't sign that deal too. You know, uh, it's, just, right. it's just too much of a coincidence with the Eagles when guys all of a sudden you know they don't sign a deal, then start find, you know they start finding all kind of weaknesses in the guy's game. I mean, you know, uh, the Eagles tend to you know when this happens one time, that's one that's you know uh, I can say okay if it happens once or twice, but when it starts happening repeatedly and you start seeing a trend. Uh, you know that um, you know it's it's probably a little bit more than uh, than coincidence. You know that the guys G, you start make a good point. Down deal. What's that? So you make a good point, and if that's true, and you'd like to think it's not, but if it's true, Sheldon Brown is right. Well, you know um, that to me, I'm started thinking about Sheldon's point. That's the biggest. That's probably the best argument he's got. Is that you know that's a form of coercion. That the Eagles are involved in, and it's not—it's not overt, you know. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I completely understand, but because people say, "Well, no, made you sign that contract," but if what you're saying is true, and there is evidence, Michael uh, and some others, if that's the case, then they kind of did make you sign that contract because you know, if you don't sign it, you're going to the bench. They're going to, "Oh, he doesn't do this. He doesn't. He doesn't get out of his breaks." They're going to. They're going to. Yeah, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. And um, really with the way that, you know, football is, you know, and, and, and judging football is so objective that you can just say, in my opinion, you know. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know this and that, but in my opinion, you, how can you argue about somebody in there? That, that's their opinion. You know, I know how you feel that way, but in my opinion, now it just happened that their their opinion goes sour when the guy turns down a deal. You know, that that's you know they'd say that that's just a coincidence. I mean, you know, right? I mean, all, we, all of a sudden, Michael Lewis couldn't cover. Can't cover. He's not as good as Sean Considine. 
<laughs> which is nonsense. And by the way, of course he can't cover. He's a strong safety. Most strong safeties don't cover well. I love Quentin Michael. He's an excellent player. He doesn't cover very well. Well, see, you know, that, that's, that's when you get into that. I mean, and so it's hard to, uh, it's hard to argue with him on that stuff. You know, but, uh, you know, makes things interesting. But uh, we'll continue on G Cobb in the house. Uh, we're on Voice America, and uh, we're talking about the Eagles and the uh, NFC East, their opponents, and the draft. Who did best on the draft? And when we come back, we'll continue the conversation about the draft and about um, how these players look, who looked good, who didn't. We'll be back with you in a moment. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back no questions asked let's face it the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes the team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful the fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be but how do you make them faster after all like many coaches maybe you were told that you can't teach speed that an athlete is either born with it or they're not right wrong Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport, speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877-510-FAST. There has never been a better time to become a videographer in the sport of hunting. And right now, you can combine everything you love about hunting with a career in television. And you can learn it at home with Brock Ray's Outdoor Videography School. Hunter and TV personality Brock Ray has put together a course taught by TV professionals. And it all comes to you in a six-DVD home set that lets you learn about this lucrative occupation on your own time. Now, get paid for the hunts you shoot. That's right, when you purchase the home study course and learn our techniques, you can submit your video to us. And if it gets chosen, your segment might appear on our nationally televised Better Built's World of Outdoors. We will pay you for using your video. Call now at 205-625-5480. We invite you to visit our website at outdoorvideoschool.com. Start your career in television now. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. 
Cobb with you on VoiceAmerica.com. I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Michael Warren, and we're talking over the Eagles and their uh, the draft and uh, the players picked up from the draft and everything. And um, I see here where, uh, just in talking about the Eagles, uh, Kevin Curtis, as you remember, had the sports hernia surgery last year during training camp and had a partial surgery done at that time, so... They just went in and finished it and had the growing release there. They'll be back for the OTAs, as will Todd Harriman. This is Andy Reid talking uh, today. Uh, Todd had his knee cleaned up there. He had a little problem with it last year. It acted up on him this offseason, so he went in and cleaned it out. Maxine Gillis has continued to improve from the ankle fracture. Again, he's doing a nice job with that type of surgery. It's a long road, but he's doing well. Dan Klecko just training. He pulled the calf muscle, so he wasn't able to go. Matt Schobel strained the hamstring. Jack Ikeguano also had a hamstring spasm. This was after practice because uh, Ikeguano pushed practicing, and, um, yeah, he, he, uh, he had the hammy, uh, a twinge in the hammy, I guess. So, uh, you know, that's, that's what happened. That. Too, I mean, What's that? I think it's expected. The guy hasn't played football in how long? Oh, yeah, because once you start pushing your muscles, if there's something that you know, it stresses everything. So if there's something that's not quite at the strength that it should be, that's what's going to give. And so that, that's really not, uh, not, not really much of a, um, a surprise. So, oh boy, if he, could, if he could give them anything, that's five really nice corners. Sheldon Samuel, uh, Hanson, Ellis Hobbs, and Nick Iguano. That's That's pretty good depth. Yeah, I say you uh Macho Harris. You put him at safety. Yeah, we'll see. Um I don't know if Macho, you know, we'll see who was able to make it, whether they these guys can cut them, you know, can cut it cuz uh uh it's, you know, they got quite a few people back there. And uh, we'll see how how they're doing. Of course, you know, Sheldon has just been on a major backpedal trying to backpedal. <laughs> Out of the hot seat, you know, he said that all he wanted to do was get the information out there. Uh, yesterday, he didn't. He didn't really want to. He didn't want to say. He didn't even want to talk about. Um, uh, didn't want to talk about um, Joe Banner at all. It's like he didn't want to mention his name. You know. Yeah, I saw that. That's. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough situation. You know, it's, Eagles don't get down like that. They do not like that. <laughs> Yeah, they don't like it, but you know, hey, uh, he did it, and uh, you know, money's a big part of things. And Sheldon is, yeah, like you said, he's 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 been trying to backpedal, and uh, you know, they, they start talking about defensive leaders, and and he came back and mentioned his name later on, but initially, you know, mentioned Stuart Bradley, Quentin Michael, Broderick Bunkley, even mentioned Omar Gaither, you know. Leaders on uh, the defensive side of the ball. Then he mentioned, um, you know, he mentioned also mentioned, um, you know, Sheldon a little later and everything. Uh, but uh, they, they, you know, they're talking about the whole thing of guys stepping up uh, after um, after you've had, um, you know, Brian Dawkins exit. You know, so they'll be fine. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, some of that leadership stuff is all overhyped because you need good players. If you got good players, you have good leadership. <laughs> because 
You got good leadership because you know you got good players that care about you know care about winning. They're going to say things. Yeah, you can't you can't stink it up on the field and then say you're a leader. Nobody's going to follow that. You know, lead lead by example. Yep, and um, you know the uh, the changes there, moving uh, Sean out to right tackle. That's that's an interesting move though because uh, they they would have to feel good and. You know, uh, Andy was asked about how, uh, you know, Sean is feeling that the back. He's got his brother there. He's got at the other left tackle spot, his roommate in college. I mean, you know, uh, as I was saying, you know, they bring his mom in and give out towels on the sideline during the game. I mean, that's all they, all they can do, you know, more to make Sean feel at home, you know. What's the latest with him that you've heard? Like, how's his mental state? I don't think I have no, anything I, about I, it. I talked to him today. He, he looks fine. I mean, he, he wants to play, you know. You can see Sean wants to move out to the right tackle. You know, Sean's probably going to be in there trying to get some more money. Oh, he signed a 10-year deal. He's going to be asking yeah, for money. I, I know that, point. but I'm just telling you, we're moving out to right tackle, believe me, his agent's going to tell, because I can see he's so eager about moving out. I feel great out there, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I, I see the deal. The deal is he's moving out there, and, uh, you know, he wants to go back in there and tap that door and say, hey, look. You know, I'm not playing the position I was playing before. You know, I'd like to, you know, talk about, you know, we get to, get to you know, talk about some digits. Yeah, I think, I'm, like I was saying, I think he was going to ask for that regardless at some point. He signed one uh, of those. Yeah, he was going to ask for it, but he's got a better, better argument now. I mean. Oh, I agree. I agree completely. Absolutely. That, that's the kind of leverage you would actually need to go to get the Eagles to redo your deal. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I can understand where he's coming from. I know he wants some more money, but, you know, and, and he signed a deal before he was really, um, uh, from what I was saying today, I don't even know if he was a pro bowler. You know, he was headed to the, he was getting ready to go to pro bowl. He was in the year just prior to it, and he just signs that deal. You can't, you know, you can't be signing 10-year deals. What, come on, are you mind? You know? Ten-year deal's too much. You can't be signing that. I mean, in baseball, go for it. If it's baseball, hey, go for it. Not in football. I mean, it, you know, and it depends on what you're making in baseball. I mean, if you're making, you're making a rod money, and it's all guaranteed money. That's what I'm saying. Why not? Two hundred fifty-two you know, million. You, all you're doing is, you know, you guarantee. You basically put two hundred million dollars in your pocket because all you got to do is show up, yep. and you don't even have to be playing well, and you're still going to get your money. But yep, no matter what, but you know. Um, you talking about football, and you know, what you know, and I, I know these guys. They're, they're going to be some. They're they're, they're going to be some uh, some serious uh, consternation on their part, and they realize you know the guys look up the money you have. But uh, one thing I want to talk to you about that I think is interesting, and, and well, we'll get to it on the other side. But we'll talk about uh, some of it. But 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 staying here on the offensive line, you got him moving out to right guard. Uh, it's just funny. I mean, you you could wind up where, on both sides of the line. I mean, both sides of the offensive line, you could have guards that are taller than the tackles, because Harriman's is taller than Jason Peters. He's like what six 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 seven? Who's that? Peters? No, Harriman. Yeah, Harriman's six 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 seven. That's right. Peters is like six four six five. You know, more like six four. Now he's a load. He's a load. He's a load. He's a load, but he's shorter than the, the, the guard playing next to him, 
And you, you're going to have the same thing on the other side because Stacy is taller than Sean. I never thought about that before. You're exactly right. And, and I don't know if, if, if that's, you know, that's the case anywhere else uh, on an NFL team. Now, I don't know why they, they're putting this out, just meddling around on the Internet. Uh, they're putting, the, you know, Lawrence Phillips' trial on there. I mean, who wants to hear about Lawrence Phillips? I mean, you, you're talking about a guy. How long, is, how long has it been since he was in the NFL? You know, who cares? Seven, seven years at least. Yeah, I mean, who, who cares? Who wants, you know. You know what he's in jail for right now? I really don't know, don't really care. <laughs> it's kind of entertaining. He, he went and played pickup football with these kids out in California. And when I guess he lost or something, he got in his car and ran over. I mean, who does that? Yeah, that just—that's ridiculous. No, there, there are people that do that. Yeah, and they, yeah, they're, 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 they're in jail. <laughs> yeah. You know, I—I I remember I saw that. I was like, oh, that's right. That's what he's in jail for. Unbelievable. Come on, uh, dude. No, I mean, the thing is, he was—he was obviously he had a problem years ago. He was problems, and you know, and uh, never dealt with it. It could have been the kind of thing where, as a kid, you know, he was immature, and then he grew out of it. But uh, he never grew out of it. So, you know, when it, the people that don't grow out of it, they put them behind bars. You know, yeah, there's a place for people like that. You know, people that are doing antisocial behavior like that. You know, they put them, they put them in, they put them in on behind bars. Now, one thing that I think is going to be interesting, and uh, you know, I got a chance to kind of run in on it. Um, because I was there uh, talking to Deshaun. Now, uh, you know, uh, as things stand right now, you know, you got Jeremy Macklin coming in. And, oops. Oops. Uh, here, I, I, I kind of got disconnected there. But anyway, you got Jeremy Macklin coming in, and he got drafted in the first round. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last year, Deshaun came in in the second round. Yep. So who's gonna be who's gonna be making more money this year? Can I have time to think about that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, who do you think? Uh, well, obviously, and what's ironic too is Deshaun very well could have been picked at that same exact spot last year. That's uh, right. That's right. He could he could have been, but he wasn't. He wasn't. No, so, he's gonna be making so, a lot less. And what what you had said before we'll, was that we'll, we'll talk about that on the other side though. Uh, we'll continue. We'll talk about Deshaun Jackson. And Jeremy Macklin, because it's going to be an interesting relationship as, as the young uh, wide receivers uh, go forward. We'll be back with you in a moment. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you currently having trouble paying your mortgage? Are you in an adjustable rate mortgage or possibly in foreclosure? If you've been late once, have already received a letter from your lender with intent to foreclose, or even have a sheriff's sale notice, you need to contact the professionals at New Hope Modifications. They are experts in helping people behind on their mortgage, in foreclosure, or even who are on time, but know that rate will be adjusting and will cause them problems in the future. Call New Hope Modifications today at 888-NO-DEBT-9. That's 888 663 
3289 and talk to one of their modification experts. New Hope is staffed with professionals and have years of experience in customer service and the mortgage industry. Our branch managers take pride in giving every customer the attention and support that they may need in this crucial time of their life. You are not alone, and New Hope is the company that you can trust to help you save your home or assist in getting you a payment you can handle. Give them a call right now at 888-663-3289. Again, that number, 888-663-3289, and put your trust in New Hope. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. G. Cobb back with you on... G. Cobb in the house on voiceamerica.com and joined by my co-host, Michael Warren, as we talk over uh, what's going on uh, with the Eagles and and this draft. Now, um, I had an interesting conversation today with Mr. Deshaun Jackson. And uh, we were talking to Deshaun and uh, asking Deshaun about about the – the fact that Jeremy Macklin was drafted in the, in the first round. And he said, yeah, yeah, you know, I didn't look at the draft. I didn't see the draft, but I did uh, hear that they drafted this guy, you know, in the first round. It's Jeremy Macklin. And I heard of him and stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, um, that's what he said. And, we, you know, we started talking to him about, you know, uh, is Macklin going to be able to come in and do what he did last year by making an instant impact and all that stuff? And, you, you know, you can see that there's a kind of healthy competition going on there. And Deshaun, uh, who, who really, um, he was the most, uh, he was one of the, one of the rookies that made the most impact in the league last year 
with the fact that he also returned punts, which he said he doesn't want to give that up to uh, Macklin. He wants to return punts like he did last year. He has no plans of, at all of giving of letting Macklin do anything. Uh, <laughs> not his choice, but okay. Well, uh, it could be, but yeah, but it's not necessarily his choice in a way. Um, so, uh, but there's a healthy competition there, you can see. And um, he said that uh, he could see where if he's really smart, he could pick up the offense just like he did. He should be able to do it, blah, 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 blah. But uh, there's a healthy competition going on there. And, and Macklin is cocky, I mean, from a standpoint that every time he does anything, you know, he takes his helmet off, you know, he cocks it up on the top of his head, you know, in between uh, every route he runs. You know, everybody else is there with their helmet on. He's got his helmet off with a, sitting up on the top of his head, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this, this is, uh, you know, this is the, the wide receiver stuff. This is the, the cocky stuff. This is what, you know, this is where these guys are at, you know. So It's good, though. It's good to have competition. I want them pushing each other. Yeah. You know, and as far as the Sean returning punts, it's kind of a comment on gcuff.com a month or so ago when I found out Roscoe Parrish was being shopped. And I was interested in getting Parrish because as, as the better Deshaun gets, and he is going to get better, the less you want him returning punts. You know, the, the better a player is, the less you want him, you know, taking a chance getting injured on a special teams play. Yeah. Guys are coming at him like missiles. Mm-hmm. So I, I have no problem with either letting Mac, Macklin do it or something, but... I, I know Deshaun has to do it, but the better he gets, the less I want him back there returning punts. Yeah, uh, and, and that's going to be a call Andy's going to make, you know. Um, and he said that if, uh, that, that, you know, if, if Macklin can take both the, the punt and kickoff return jobs, you know, away from the guys that are starting right now, you know, he doesn't have a problem doing that, you know. So. And Ellis Hobbs, he's a kick returner. I wouldn't mind seeing Hobbs and Macklin back there to return kicks because if Dempsey is going to be your starting safety, I want him back there even less. Wait, wait, what's that? What's that now? Because Ellis Hobbs is a kick returner also, so he and Macklin back to return kickoff. I like. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. a Quentin Dempsey, if he's going to be the starting safety, we don't know that right this second. Yeah. He's given the option. If yep. he is, then don't you want him back there that much less? Uh, that's that's true. You know, if a guy is an established starter, you you know you could have him put him back there in uh, you know in emergencies if, if he has to uh, because somebody got banged up at a particular time. And, uh, but for the most part, you'd rather have him out of there, you know. So, Yeah, yeah. Lito was a great punt returner, but we never, we never really saw much of it because he, he became a starting cornerback pretty quickly, you know. So you don't put him back there. That's right. So, you know, the, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how these guys play together. Now, because Kevin Curtis wasn't there, you know, you had um, – you had Jeremy jumping in there, running routes with the first team. Uh, he tried to run a route. He tried to run a comeback route against um, uh, against Asante Samuel, and you know what happened on that route? That interception. They call it interception, and uh, six the other way. You know, uh, Donovan tried to throw a comeback to him against Asante, and it was like you know, uh, you know, taking candy from a baby, as they say. Well, that's the that's the I mean, Asante, he, he jumped a couple other routes to intercept balls. That Asante, when it comes, man, I tell you, he's he's amazing when it comes to getting in position to pick balls off, man. Yeah, I know he catches it. Under such a consistency, gets his hands on so many balls. The guy, the guy is just amazing the way he does that. And yeah. uh, even though I've heard people tell me that you know that that, that uh, 
In fact, folks have told me that Sheldon uh, doesn't think Asante's all, all that good, as good as, you know, he's being paid and everything. I'm going like, look, maybe he doesn't feel that way, but tell him to get his hands on as many balls as he gets his hands on. I mean, come on. That's not Sheldon's game. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, it, but it's a major part of the game. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, call, I agree with you. I'm just saying Sheldon does, just doesn't do that. He can't, he can't do that. And so, you know, uh, and then that's the game. I mean, like, it's just like sacks to a defensive lineman. Somebody said, well, he's very good. He just doesn't get a lot of sacks. Well, the guy that gets a lot of sacks is the guy that's going to be getting a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. You know, unfortunately, you know, you're going like, well, but, you know, that's not really my thing. Well, I'll tell you what. You might need to make it your thing because if you want to make that money your thing, then you maybe need to make that your thing too. You know, is getting uh, paid your thing? What's that? Is getting paid? Uh, is that <laughs> yeah, is getting paid your thing? thing. Yeah, because uh, you know, those picks. Yeah, you get those picks, and, and um, you know, Santi just does. I mean, just amazing that. But they had some good fun. Um, uh, Deshaun uh, dusted the kid, uh, Macho Harris. Uh, took him, took him deep on a post. Uh, easy. Uh, oh, he back covered Deshaun. Uh, you know, Hank Basket beat Sheldon. Uh, who he had? Uh, Ingram was just just killing the uh, safety. So couldn't cover him. I mean, he he's just too quick. He's just so much faster than than, than Selleck, and you know, he's just just kid's just a great athlete. Now, how much blocking he's going to be doing? I, I, it doesn't look. I don't know how much blocking. He's doing. I tell you, but as a receiver, I can see Andy. Andy just uh, he Andy's in love with uh, with with Ingram. I tell you that. All right, he's in just any chance. No, any I, chance. I think he's going to take him on. I think he's going to take him home. He's so much in love with him. You know? <laughs> Do you think he's starting job in Pelican training camp? Uh, no, I'm not talking about the starting job, no. I, in fact, I don't even see him as a starting job. I'm talking about as H-back. I'm talking about getting down the field, down the middle. Uh, uh, I'm talking about uh, trying to cover him with a linebacker is a joke. And Push him around a little bit. So, yeah, and he can run, and the thing is, he catches the ball like a wide receiver. He catches the ball in his hands. Catches the ball better than a lot of wide receivers because he catches the ball in his hand. You know, he plucks it off the ground wherever. He's got these big hands. He just plucks it out of the air, man. And and he can run. So, Sounds good to me. So, uh, you know, I can see Andy. And, like, uh, the kid can't move without Andy coaching him. You know, and I know the way Andy is. Uh, you know, he's doing that because he sees something, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to see, which is you got a – you basically got a wide receiver in a tight end's body, you know, and there is no, there are very few linebackers in the league that are going to be anywhere near him trying to cover him. Uh, the safeties have trouble covering, so, so we'll see what happens there. But you know, um, but uh, it's been a good time uh, talking about the Eagles, uh, and we'll be doing it again next week on G Cobb in the House. And um, appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, we'd love to have your calls. Any. Uh, uh, questions you have uh, next week, love to have them. So make sure you get them to us. Cobb and Mike, and I appreciate it, Michael. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Gio. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Take care. Talk to everybody soon. Have a good one. Be good. We're out of here. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.